another week <laughs> well we'll see yeah. we'll see we'll see it's early day welcome Chris welcome Stephen thanks Stephen <laughs> you alright Chris yeah. <laughs> stop watching football <laughs> he's distracted what are we going to talk about tonight Chris? Uh, I'm not really distracted it's an awful match <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk about tonight we're going to talk about uh, Brock Lesnar yeah yep yeah what do you want to talk about tonight Stephen someone who's not doping Chris Froome <laughs> allegedly <laughs> what, what about Hamilton or, or Nico? Who, who's well, we can talk about the magnificent leader of the F1 circuit. Mercedes? <laughs> Let's start uh, the show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's crack into it. Uh, first thing, FPL is back. Notice that this week. Got your first draft done? Yep. Nope. No? What are, you, what are you waiting for? More money. Do it in real time. Dude, it's pressure. <laughs> you, you don't practice. Ten, ten minutes ago. No one practices. You go in, you do it first time, you do it right. How many of your team, Chris, will still be there? I, I, of, of, your, of, of all the players you have picked on, how many think will be there come game week one? I'll say six. Six of your team? Mm, I think we don't, so. We don't know half your team. Yeah. A few players, I think, that have picked may move clubs. So yeah. I don't know, obviously, depending on See who comes in as well. Exactly. Yeah, and then obviously try and factor. There's a couple of tricky fixtures straight up, like Liverpool, Arsenal. Straight off the bat, uh, yeah. So you maybe you want to avoid picking players in those teams in the first week. Some solid advice from Chris there for the fantasy football. He's gonna take over the one more round fantasy football if he's busy. Jumping straight into it, we talked last week about how Brock Lesnar won his first fight back into UFC, and it turns out uh, he didn't. <laughs> he's uh, been popping pills, has he? Um, not even pills. I don't think. Well, the something. <laughs> yeah, I think the the test was came up positive for an estrogen blocker. Is so that, something. Yeah, like something. John Jones took which, something to mask. Yeah, as opposed to the actual. It, well, it's apparently what you take after you've taken something, so they don't actually yeah. catch it. Same scenario. Don't catch what you did, but they these are used to kind of get your body working again after you've taken something you're not supposed mm. to. I think it's going to be another case of we're going to have to wait and see what, so what looks Brock like it, actually did. Two year suspension and it looks like if, it, if it's proven what was it he was, he was tested nine times uh, is, is what I read and then it was like this is the seventh one that he was found in and then the eighth one has come back now and it's there as well and they're still pending the ninth. Yeah so he failed the first one that came out was out it was before the fight. Was that, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah I think that was about June 28th I think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was a couple of weeks beforehand. Yeah. And then he failed the on-the-night test as well, which I think was likely because it was the, he, the one he failed was so late onto it, the chances are like it was still going to be He's in still the system. failing, yeah. yeah. I see uh, Mark Hunt is looking for half his purse. Should we get the majority of it? The, the last thing I saw today is apparently Hunt has said he's gone to former Fighters Union, which is very interesting if he actually does do it because there's been a lot of talk in the past of one being formed, but no fighter standing yeah. up saying they were going to 
Lead it. Mm-hmm. I think is he forty one, isn't he? So he's at an age where he needs something to do next. <laughs> no, I don't yeah, yeah. I mean, he can't go on forever. If you look at like no one over forty five should be fighting, including Henderson. Um Kendo <laughs> will be the oldest <laughs> champion in history. <laughs> they might have some kind of veteran or seniors tour for UFC, but um you might win that maybe. Um, Feel free to stand in front of the H bomb any day, Stephen. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there with my camera. <laughs> Uh, maybe not. Um, yeah, but I think, like you said, it, it, it takes a big name, which I think he probably is in the sport, but big enough, and somebody who won't stand to lose that much. And like I said, he's already lost so much from having to fight and lose to doped up fighters. So it takes somebody who's, who's willing to stand up, up for the, the, the wrestlers in the division. It might be a good time now also because UFC have been taken over, that there's new management there. Maybe they'll be more willing to to talk to someone like like Hunt as head of a fighters union so what would this fighters union mean for the rest of the fighters it would mean like they'd have it's just a face like they'd have a group of people that were willing to go into bathroom rather than each of them having to stand up for themselves anytime there was any kind of a representation situa- absolutely like prime example would have been like Connor when he he didn't want to do the the press conference the press like if he has someone he can go and talk to and like explain his reasons they can try and reach some sort of agreement rather than him versus the organisation there's actually some support in his corner well you know, that, that kind of leads me into why it might not work because the first thing the other fighters did when they heard Connor wasn't going to be at the press conference was slate him and say how they would step up and, because they're all in competition with each other so it is going to be challenging to get them all on the, like, at the same page I but think, f- like for Reebok stuff like that they should Yeah. They, it, it doesn't really benefit well I said it doesn't benefit most of them, but then the lower down fighters who maybe aren't getting anything from sponsorship it helps them. So and that's what I mean. I think you get enough of, of of the fighters, maybe not the top fighters, but you will get ninety percent of the actual MMA fighters involved in this union, and then the rest of them kind of almost have to follow. And if they want to stay on their own, they will. But if they're not big, they can just represent themselves. Yeah, but in time, those fighters will move on. And the nine percent become the next generation who are in the union. So even if there are people like Connor who don't want to go into it, maybe or Brock, and um, someone like that who doesn't want to go into it because they already get what they want from it, then in time they'll just be be. So like when 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 a fighter, moving on slightly different, but when a fighter misses weight, doesn't twenty percent of their purse go to the to the opponent to the opponent? Yeah. So why when like why not when it's been proven that they've been doping, why doesn't why isn't there some sort of ruling that the money goes to... There, there is like, a ruling so far as they do lose a percentage of their purse, but I'm not 100% sure whether it goes to the commission or if it goes to the opponents. So that, that part I'm not sure. should probably go to the opponents. Well, Absolutely. Mark, Mark Hunt, Mark Hunt has a loss point. on his record. It may be, it'll probably be turned off. It'll be a no contest. Yeah, but, still, but it's still... He's lost momentum. He's was put in there against someone like that. 41, as you say, is that... Putting his life on the line for someone that was cheating. Yeah. And that's the real point, is that in, in other sports, if it's athletics, if it's cycling, you're not in direct comparison. You, the person taking the drugs isn't punching you in the face. It's it's so much worse to, to be put in the ring. And it's happened to him three times now, isn't it? So yeah, it's, it's not a one-off. Plus, yeah, it's um, not a one-off occasion. The Frank so Mir one is a bit different. I think he he could be in the, the same boat as your pal, Yoel. But... Uh, <laughs> He's innocent. I'm telling you, he's innocent. He's had it wrong this time. But I think Mark Hunt said that, like, 
he'll leave as well if if this isn't kind of yeah. resolved. And like, but I I'm definitely not, feel he's a, he like he deserves some sort of compensation. Yeah, absolutely, but I'm not sure he would. He seems to enjoy the. Wasn't he bit. close to being kind of like I'm not kicked out, but kind of close uh, to being his, kind of his story is incredible. Like he was, he's only in the UFC because they acquired another organization. And they offered to pay him his contract out for him to sit at home. And he refused. He said he wanted to fight because he wanted to earn his money. And he did so well in those fights that he got a new contract. And eventually went on to fight for the interim title. Unfortunately, he lost it to Verdun. But he's, he's still a top 10 fighter. Like, obviously, he's a big name because they like, put Brock up against him. They know he's got a big fan base from, uh, from New Zealand and Australia. And mm-hmm. he fights a way that lots of people like. He's one of the most exciting people like, to watch. Yeah. So it, I his I just love his story. The, the fact that like we're paying not to come to work anymore. It's <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah. I'll, no, I'll learn. I'll learn yeah. it. I'll learn it. And um, where does this lead the UFC though? Like I think I think Stephen, you mentioned it earlier that like a lot of fighters have yeah. been kind of caught open there. In the last six months, you got Mendes, you got John Jones, you've got Brock. There, there'll be more. You know what I mean? I, I, I think this isn't the end of it. There's gonna be more as as you said. We could test more and more. Only two years into this, one and a half years. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's still new and still very new. And then there's like the other ones, like Overeem, before they were even doing it properly and mm. high-profile fighters. Anderson Silva, yeah, just, just back. Yeah, the irony that he comes back to save a card not long <laughs> yeah. after he served his own band. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I point out, yeah, the point I was making earlier is that if you have so many big names losing out, the UFC. They want clean fights, but they they also want the big names. Like they brought back, they brought back Brock there because so that three times yes, last. cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> they brought him back because they needed someone the headline, regardless of like they must have known it was a risk with drugs with Brock. The whole size of no no no, but the waving the four one thing looks even more dodgy now. I think it does, but you can understand why he wouldn't be able to fight. Because he had been retired. But apparently Normally. Hunt was told months in advance like to be ready for UFC 200, we have a fighter for you. So that all points towards they probably knew way before we did that Lesnar was True. going to be on the card. Yeah, fair enough. And they just kind of told Lesnar, you're going to cut it out now and we're going to start testing that next date. And then the, other, yeah, the, the fact that the, the test was what, almost three weeks beforehand, it comes back just afterwards... Yeah. And yet the second test comes back in a couple of days. How come <laughs> I was wondering, how come it took like like do you think they had the results before the card and just didn't want to pull another name well, off the card? Apparently like you saw that don't know who they're testing. Like they just get yeah. whatever like serial code and they test it. So they, they're I just particularly UFC kind of got the re- That no, part I'm I, not sure. I'm not sure if you saw that then tell the UFC before they release it or how no, that works. I think I think what'll happen is you'll get the samples. And they'll test it in no particular order, so it's, it's completely random and anonymous. Once you get the first one, I'm sure there's some way of going, well, this sample matches this sample of this person. It's the same, whatever it is, it's the same unique code somewhere along the line. So they can, te- they can bring out that one to speed it up for the next round of testing. So you're not waiting another, just like if it's three weeks between the tests, you're not waiting three weeks for the second test. I'm sure there's a way of finding out whose tests are which, but they don't test in order for the first then once for the some, initial test yeah once everyone is assumed innocent and there's no priority given once someone is found it's going to sped up they find their other samples and speed like yeah I think that that's that's what all so this so you don't think UFC knew about this beforehand and we're kind of well the fact they've already used that means that it's, it's not under, it's, it's not under their control anymore 
You, you, if do you they have, not still pay you salary though? That's the part I'm not sure about. Like, oh, they do pay you salary, but so but who's like, the, do, they do, not do pay, salary like, release the results or is it UFC that yeah, no, what's happening is no, what's what's, what's happening is USADA informed the UFC of a failed test of a fighter, and then it's up if the fighter reveals what the drug is, USADA can then elaborate on it. But so, so it, my my question is, let's say. Could could you have seen have been informed before UFC two hundred that Brock has tested for whatever it was, and then it's up to UFC whether to announce it well, before I've, or after. I'd say honest, there's no I'd, point in testing fighters before fights if the results aren't going to come out until after the fight. Well, there is because you still want to catch people. As in, if you go look, we're not going to test month before a fight because the test isn't ready. You you give people a month to dope. Do you know what I mean? You give them a window where look, we can't, we're not going to test you in this window because we're not going to get the results back in time. Therefore, go wild. I, I, I just think that if, if you do a test beforehand, you shouldn't be able to fight if, like, if the results, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it if takes... If you're the, taking something test, test and then you, take you know time. you're still going to get to fight, like, what's the stop? Say people doing it in their last fight. Well, then you like, shouldn't get the money. Yeah, then you... Then you have to, I mean, that's where it comes in the contract. Where, where, in the contract, it should be that if you are caught... You get zero from that fight because that will stop. Them. That's probably what will stop them. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Because financial. Yeah, if yeah. if they get in a two, like if Brock Lesnar, let's say, gets his two year ban but keeps his two and a half million. Yeah, exactly. But that's and the he problem. Got, he's, he goes back to yeah. WWE where he's not going to be tested. Exactly. I was going to say, what what's, yeah. what's happening yeah. here? Is he still going to be able to fight there? He's fighting uh, yeah. two weeks or something. But that that's not a uh, it's it's not a sport. It's, it's a sport. true. Yeah. No, it's literally sport not a sport. It's not. There's, there's no drug testing. There's no competition. They don't fall. Un- they have a wellness policy. Yeah, but they don't fall under water. Therefore, it doesn't really matter. Um, and the point about the point about UFC being able to hide it. I think if if you're a USADA, you can't allow yourself to even look for a second to be cohorting with UFC to hide a result. You're an anti-doping agency. You're there. I'm not saying to, you sat not, I'm saying they gave the result not to, to UFC. hide the result, but but to delay its release. Again, I think. If you're if you're you 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 can't allow it to happen. You can't go. Here's your test. These fighters failed. However, if you don't tell people for a month, we're not going to say anything. You know what I mean? They're anti-doping. What's they're... the stop? Like I'm just saying, like hypothetically, what's the stop? UFC, like say the two samples have been tested, they both come back positive. What's the UFC to turn around? Like oh, we've got two days till the event. Can you retest them, please? We we think there might be a mistake. Retest yeah, them. No, that that's fine. That allows the fighter to fight. Just to like, just creating time. Like they're not. They know the results are going to come back the same, yeah. but they just ask them to re- no, retest but it but so they can get the fighter through the event. I mean, the whole point of having an anti-doping agency is that they are anti-doping. They're not going to help organizations who are paying them to hide results. So I'd say it, it's unlikely that's the case. And if you look at previous samples, it has taken three or four weeks to get tested. It's not as if the only, only comparison I can think of where it was ridiculously fast was Ben Johnson in the eighty eight Olympics where. That result came out the next day. But I, I don't know of the different testing policies, different drug tests. I think that was urine, whereas these are blood tests. You're talking about, it's, it does take longer to do tests. I think that's the reason. I think it's just, it takes time to actually, to actually test them. I, I'd be very surprised if you said it are involved in, in hiding results though. Yeah. And so with the kind of new owners for UFC and stuff like that, is, is this kind of hurting their image, the, the UFC's image? Or it, because they've kind of set up Yusad and all this sort of stuff, they, they, they're being shown to kind of look into counteract it and to stamp it out. So it's not 
it's it, it's damning in, in one way because a lot of their big names are getting pulled up on this, but they are looking to kind of stamp it out. Yeah, I don't think it's damning their image. It might be affecting their their pockets because obviously the likes of John Jones, Brock Lesnar, maybe hey, less so Lesnar because he mightn't come back anyway. But definitely John Jones is arguably the best fighter ever. Definitely the best light heavyweight at the moment. Like he'd be the champion if he was still there. Uh, DC might argue with that, but until, <laughs> until he beats him, if DC is able to lie on him, <laughs> then maybe. Yeah. But I think it looks good for the sport. The fact that like it kind of shows how clean they are. Whether it's given a false perception that the sport is cleaner than it is, like they're catching these big superstars. So mm. it shows that they are working to clean up the sport. But from I think it was who was it someone on the MMA or this week? Um, he was saying it was. Black Beast just after fighting um, Roy Nelson and he was saying that he reckons like 70% of the heavyweights are juicing in the UFC which is a ridiculous do you think in in 10 years time there'll be drastically less well that's the hope it's it's really a competition isn't it between the the cheaters and the testers It's, it's always been like that you can say that about nearly every sport though. Yeah, look, yeah, look at exactly. cycling, look at look at, look at what Russia were Russia. doing. Uh, yeah, uh, Sochi yeah. Winter Olympics and so that. That's just as basic as kind of like cops and robbers. Like it's <laughs> one side versus <laughs> the other. Schoolyard game that we've laid Who has that's, that's the better technology like. to like to beat the other one? Yeah, yeah. you'll see now that um, I think London 2012, they've took the samples from that and the Beijing Olympics and they kept them for 10 years because they know they're not going to catch them now. But they can catch them, I think it was for 24. I was only 32 caught from Beijing and 25 caught from the, the London samples four years later. They know they're not going to catch everybody, but if they can keep the samples fresh, they'll catch them eventually. And while it's not hugely useful to the person who finishes fourth and fifth, they don't get a medal at the time, they don't get the financial award, at least it's something. If, even if you're catching didn't, someone didn't 10 years Very recently, an, an Irish person got a medal now. And, yeah, and, and years after. Years after. And she said that, um, like, she was she's so annoyed that like not even the missed kind of sponsorships and all that sort of stuff it was taking away her moment standing on the podium yeah that was all of like now yeah but, and, she, but she became I think she became the fourth world champion in athletics in Irish history that's a huge thing that she missed out on like and she gets it years late and in just a little ceremony yeah. here you go yeah and that's what I mean it, it's you said even if it's not the money you get the medal eventually grand but it's it's time to represent your country, getting that on that podium. But it's it's beyond that. If you, you look at, like look at Rob Heffernan, who would have got third instead of fourth in the Olympics, what that medal means for the next year's training, for the next all the funding years yes. and stuff. Funding, but not even your own self belief. If you're suddenly an Olympic medalist and you come home to a massive ceremony, the next year's training is easier. You then have more self belief so you can actually go and win these events. It's things like that. If you're fourth and fifth for a couple of years, you're like, well. Am I good enough? Whereas if you know that the top three ahead of you are doping, you're like, well, and you know they're going to be caught, then you're like, well, I am one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And in, and I'll keep going and proving it. It's just a shame that it might be 10 years later when it gets proven. Yeah. And that's the problem, is that you can't retrospectively give people what they would have had. You can't really punish people. You can take away their medal, but they've had those 10 years of success. You look at... Marion Jones, you look at Lance Armstrong, they had all the benefits of it. Now, in time, you, you lose a lot of those benefits, but it's almost too late. Something like Armstrong had that 10-year that window of being it's the poster boy for nights, nice, celebrity lifestyle, 
movie cameos, whatever it is, it's he gets the lifestyle, whereas the, the clean cyclist who finished 25th in the tour gets nothing. Gets a smaller contract, and there's no incentive at the time to, to not dope. It's just mad that you go that far down the list to find it. <laughs> but no, you but, have to, because if you looked, I think one of the years, nine of the top ten of, of the Tour de France had been implicated, be it Ulrich, be it... Armstrong, Pantan, I think it was nine nine to her where nine of no, yeah, yeah, nine of the top ten were were caught at some stage in their career. So it's you you have to go down that low in some sports. The thing with that caught a lot of them in the end was the biological passport in the end, wasn't it? It was him coming back. If he he probably wouldn't have got caught if he hadn't come back. Yeah, and then it introduced the blood. The because with the dopamine or the USADA being so new in MMA, if it's still going like. Five ten years, then they'll then they're obviously going to have results and stats on fighters, so they'll be able to see the varying levels, so they'll have yeah. a better idea of. Like you said, someone could have something a low blood level or something. I think yeah, for for John Jones, thing it was low testosterone. Low testosterone, which is if you're tested over from your, from when you're eighteen to twenty eight, you always have low testosterone. There's, a, there's also like points in the day when you can have low test. Like if you've just done a, an extreme workout. And they come and test you. Your testosterone is obviously going to be a lot lower yeah. than when you wake up in the morning first thing. Exactly. Yeah. So and that does re- uh, factor into it a lot as well, which can be just a natural. Yeah. And, and they have helped. Definitely helped. But um, like, as you said, they're always going to be one step ahead. So it's not going to be blood tests. It's going to be gene doping. It's probably the next generation of things where you're you you dope once when you're young, and your and your natural physics change, your your natural genetics change such that you just develop more muscle mass. It can't be tested, it can't be caught, because it was 10 years ago, but you'll reap the benefits for your entire career. And where do you get this? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a documentary on BBC. Research. Yeah, no, it was on Michael that night, and it, it was this exact thing where the next generation isn't continuous doping, it's a one-off dope, or it's... It's something that is, like it's 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 brain doping. It it's something that releases chemicals in your brain rather than physical doping. There'll always be the ability to get one step ahead. But at least if you can catch people catch the stupid ones even like the drug wars is always trying to be one step ahead of the guard yeah, and stuff. You like you said, it, where, where there's money and where there's prestige, there will be innovation. So yeah, there's always gonna be someone trying to cheat the system. Yeah. Exactly. In in, in any industry, never mind support. But at least if you have testing in place. Where you go, look, we're going to catch everybody we can, we'll test everybody we can as often as we can, and at least limit it. And even if, if people, yeah, if people are getting around it, then well, there's, no, there's nothing anyone can do. Like, people cheat in life, you know what I mean? You can't, like, no sport is damaged by, by testing. Mm-hmm. Realistically, cycling is watched again now because there's more belief, more cyclists are clean. Um, athletics, I'm still not sure. Cycling watched again. <laughs> Chris, do you watch the watch cycling? No, not really. I I did watch. Uh, no, definitely through running up the hill though. <laughs> yeah, I technically wasn't cycling, but <laughs> most interesting part of it. <laughs> I thought it was fascinating what that his saddle was taken off to be tested for a motor. Did that happened. No, there. Yeah, there have been this year. Is the first year where they are testing. Bikes for little motors. Essentially, so he, he was on a motorbike, essentially. He, he ran out of petrol, so he ran up the hill. There is, I think, one freestyle BMX rider had, had been caught for a couple of, of low-level cyclists. Because it's it's a small motor in, in the tube that keeps your pedal ticking over. Got caught at the Statwell garage. <laughs> <laughs> How's Froome doing in the 
Um, Froome is looking almost invincible. Well, Froome and his team are looking invincible. Um, Bradley Wiggins still on his team? <laughs> no, Wiggins is training for the Olympics. He's going to be in Rio in a couple of weeks. Just like Mark. Yeah, Cavendish. Um, yeah, Froome is, I think he's two and a half minutes clear now of um, Malama and three of Evans. He's, or Yates, yeah, sorry. It's his tour. As in, Quintana is the only person I think anyone thought could beat him this year. And lost more time today he just doesn't look like he's he's 100% fit Quintana for whatever reason from barring something like you said barring what happened to him last week where his bike just stopped working or he has an incredibly bad day like he had his entire team are still there like all nine riders so six of them lead him to the bottom of the hill two of them bring him halfway up then he only has to manage five six k in his own so he's he's looking pretty much unbeatable like he's the probably the best climber second best climber Second best time trial. It's it's looking Lance Armstrong esque. Oh, what a fluky golf. <laughs> <laughs> Chris always think it's yeah. So when you're saying like his whole team's there and you're saying that like so for people who don't know, so like the six that lead him, like at the start and then two more bring him up there, is that just kind of like sheltering him and bringing him across? Yeah, it, it, it's pure tactics. It, it's blocking other people out if needs be. And exactly, yeah. So what you have is, and what, what Sky have done over years is learned from US Postal, which, which was Armstrong's team, is that you get people who are the only aim for your team is is this one goal. You have Froome as your leader. The other eight are there for him. They don't. Have, I think they had Cavendish one year as a sprinter, and this didn't work because the team weren't working for him. He he had no one to lead him out, no nothing. So you've got the nine of them. So you have, I think it's two, two maybe three climbers in the team, two kind of, almost time trialists who will just who will keep a fast pace and no one can attack. And then three or four general domestics who'll go and do errands and stuff. And like I said, just protect them, keep them buffer around them. So you've got the, the two time trialists, essentially, will keep the fast pace on any big stage, keep tempo going so no one can really attack. They get to the bottom of the climb, they basically tail off, leave two or three behind, it depends on the stage, but leave two or three behind, and then they pace up the mountain. And the pace is so high that, say, you've got three of them and then through them. They each do three kilometers quickly up up a twelve kilometer climb, such that nobody can fly off because the speed needed to get away from that pace is just too much. So three kilometers drop off, three kilometers drop off, three kilometers drop off. He's left on his own. He hasn't had to do anything pretty much. Everyone else has had to do other work because their teams aren't as strong, and then Froome can just kick off. It, it it's a perfect you know it's why Armstrong developed and Sky have followed. It's just difficult to know if it's. Just an amazing team. Or all the other guys in the team happy to do that? that that's their that's, role. That's their that, role. That's the best. Yeah. Like, what happens is you get people like Port, or people like for himself, he was one for Wiggins, and then realised, I'm better than, than Wiggins, so he basically, most people have to leave, but I think he, I think Sky knew that Froome was the next generation, so they kind of pushed Wiggins aside. Yeah, yeah, almost. Whereas people like Richie Port... ran him over, didn't they? Ran him over. Yeah, wasn't he hit by a car? Wiggins just after him. He was. But that was a home in York. I don't think that, it could have been Dave Brailsford. I don't think it was Scott. Um, but you have you have the kind of these super climbers who are in their own right are good enough to win other tours. So Port, for instance, was I think for the last two years with Froome's basically second in command. He's now challenging him. He's now for TBMC. Who's I think he, I think up to fifth now this year. So he's good enough to be a contender. But. Mm-hmm just doesn't have a team to bring them there. So they're they're more tired and have expended more energy by the time they get to the climb. So therefore, Froome can can kick on. But 
he looks too dominant to me. Now, it, it could just be Sky have, have perfected the team and they perfected training and stuff. He could be a freak athlete, but everyone thought Armstrong was a freak athlete because of, of his VO2 output. And it turns out it wasn't that. It's the guy you're saying, like, Port, was it that was on Froome's team? Yeah. Why can't he just kind of, like, tag on to the Sky team, like, keep pace with them? And then go and Froome goes. If he's used oh, to no, that kind of setup. They can do that. But so why does he need a team? Why can't he just wait till, like you said, everyone else tails off and Froome has 5k. Why can't he be in that position and then like go from there? Because you might have 10 other people trying to get in that position. You can't, you can't, as in, he can't just sit on Froome's wheel the entire race. There's other people with the exact same idea or fighting for them. So they, he needs a team to get him in position. A team to get him, like, Alberto Contador crashed in the first stage. Yeah, you can't say it, it's bad luck, but if you have a team around you or protecting you, you're not on the outside of potential danger crashes. Your 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 team bring you to the front, so you're in your front twenty. So if a crash happens anywhere from midfield backwards, you're not going to be involved in it. It's that kind of thing. It's you keep him safe. You don't lose time over stages. It just means that come the last week of the tour, you're fresher than everyone else. Therefore, they can't attack you, but you can attack them. It it's like it's they're the best team by far. They've I think there's most money as in the actual budget for the team. They're like, they are what, I don't know, Man City are trying to be kind of thing. The Dublin of the GAA. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually, well, Dublin cycling, yeah. That's exactly what yeah. they are. It's, the money is there, the infrastructure is there. Um, I heard someone say about Dublin, they're like a professional team in an amateur game. I think they are. They're like really close to it. they got like a lifestyle then, sports sponsorship today and stuff like and that. You look at Donegal, they tried to bring that in. They tried to be kind of more professional and it worked for them, but you need to have the talent as well coming through. I still think clearly has. It's the capital for a reason. It is, but it's also, uh, you've got three times the amount of people as every other county, and then that, that matters. Like, obviously in some sports it doesn't, but if, if you have the infrastructure coupled with the, the sheer numbers, it's very difficult. Like, Dublin, you can almost say have underperformed in the last 50 years. Like, these three titles in five years are very much what, what should be the norm, as opposed to, was it, no title in 20 years? Mm. One in 1995 and yeah. then 2011, wasn't it? Yeah, 20. Yeah. Like, that was chronic under, underachievement for, for Dublin. Serial semi-finalists. We were at one stage. Yeah, but like, that's... I remember being in San Diego watching us uh, lose to Kerry. It was a Kerry in the semi-finals. Tyrone did us a couple of times. Yeah. And like, heartbreak and like, freeze me hitting the post in the, with the last kick of the match and stuff like that. Just not able to get over there. It was a mental thing as opposed to anything else. Which it would tends to be when sleeping giants or, or something like big teams that have gone a long time without yeah. winning something. And that's thing, the pressure is on them so much that smaller teams wouldn't have that pressure. You, in comparison with Leicester last year, there's no pressure on them from outside. It's only what what they put on them. Sure. New Zealand had it one, before they won the exactly. the two World Cups. Like yeah. best team for years, and they used to go through cycles like three and a half years, three and maybe and four, four years, yeah. <laughs> and then they come up against Australia. Or someone like that in the knockout stage. France. Yeah. France. Yeah. France a bigger <laughs> example. And just would freeze on the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, any uh, drug taking going on in golf? Stenson shooting 20 under. Um, that was awesome. The two, the him and Mixon, that was a great final day. I think, yeah. The, the best stat is Mixon shoot six under. I think he was bogey free. Final round of a major. Doesn't win it. One off the lead starting off, and yeah, he's three shots. Like, it's, it's, it's an incredible round. To shoot 10 birdies in any round of golf is yeah. impressive. Yeah. To shoot 10 birdies in a major is even more impressive. 
do it in a final round when you're in the final group is just it was incredible it's like you're Phil Mixon you think well what can, what I can't I, have done yeah, I, didn't yeah. really, I couldn't do much else I think it was the, the, the evil put when he missed that I think it was kind of that was his last chance and yeah. like he'd done nothing wrong like it was such a good yeah, put it was he missed like, an eagle put, yeah. put. I think, <laughs> do you know what I mean it's, they're normally missed they're normally 60 he was so minimum. good with the putter I, yeah no he like I, I remember like I, I only caught bits of it on the Sunday but like watching watching the two of them play over the weekend like from the get go they were there they had, but it was their own term. They had eleven shot lead over um, Holmes and third. Didn't mean you're talking about. Like, it's this doesn't happen. Like one golfer going off and having an amazing round does happen, or having an amazing tournament. Like Rory did it. Speed. His first PGA, didn't he? I think. Yeah, speed did it. Once, speed does it, but to have two of them for and it took a second round playing together. It was yes. like their own little match play. They both played off each other's games and. Like they left, they left hugging like our arms around each other at the end and stuff. Last thing, yeah, like it was, it was an epic deal. Like people have made the case of why not make one of the four majors a match play tournament, because you can get that kind of rivalry. But it doesn't happen all the time. When it does, it's incredible to watch. I think it was, I can't remember who Tiger was. Some kind of unheralded guy in, in the US Open where Tiger and him basically had a last round shootout. Was it Rich Bean possibly? Like. When they happen, they're brilliant to watch, but they, they happen so infrequently that mm. it's not worth it for that one time. Speaking of Tiger, he's, he's uh, pulled out of uh, the last major this year, so it's, it's, for, it's his first time he's missed all four in a year. Yeah, I, 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 the thing, thing is now with Tiger is, is a footnote. Do you know what I mean? No one, people, story broke, it's like Tiger's out of the next PGA, and it's like, okay. Yeah. He's, if he comes back ever, it's going to be... Don't think he'll ever win those. To, to, hit, a, to hit a tee shot like it'll, that. It'll be like Jack Nicholson. Club champion kind of thing. Yeah, no, but then if he comes back, it'll be a big story. But, but yeah, the legs tee off some of them and stuff like that at the Masters and all that. It still seems a bit crazy to say. Like, he's still, what, 30 years too young to be saying that kind of thing. But he's a lot older than his body. Like, if you know, his, his body's body, a lot older than he, he is. He is, exactly. He's, like, I don't think he'll ever be in contention for one again. We are, we had that everyone, question sorry, like sorry, last everyone, year. Sorry, he, he can probably be, will be because yeah, because everyone he, can do it. Yeah. If he comes back, he won't continuously be in contention. And plays on the tour, he can do it. Tom Watson, the way but he, he, he won't, he won't like continuously be challenging all four majors. You can't see it now. Even if he does come back at, at a good level, the game has moved on. Like yeah. what he used to do, he can Dustin Johnson can do, Jason Day can do, Rory can do. Um, speed isn't quite a, a, a long hitter, but distance wise, he's now going to be average. Yes. Which means even if he does come back, it's, it's like Federer. Like, Federer hasn't gotten incredibly worse because everyone has caught up to him and Djokovic has kind of surpassed him. But Woods at his very best will be competitive, but I don't think you'll ever see that. So Woods at his average is going to be an average golfer. He'll still be a draw. Crowds will still follow him. 100%. Crowds. Yeah, in the same way as. Tournaments will still love to have him. Yeah, oh, yeah. He'll, he'll still make money, as in if he, if he joins the seniors tour, he'll make huge money just from appearances alone and sponsorship. He's set for life. Yeah. But he won't want to be set for life. He'll want to be another major winner. He'll want to catch Jack Nicholas, and that. Yeah, I think every, is, everyone thought he'd be way past Nicholas at that stage. And like it was never a case of Woody. It was more when. To be honest, no, it was still there. Was he was still is he three or four he, behind? He's, he's four 14, behind. Fourteen, isn't he? I think yeah, Jack is eighteen. I, or seven or eighteen, but he was still enough behind that it wasn't a foregone conclusion. I I think when he was. When he won his last one, like, I, I don't think many people would have bet against him. 
True, but it was... I think it was all done to do it. I think it's 2009, was it? The last one? So you're talking, yeah, seven years. But the next generation would be seven, seven years. Seven years, so one a year. One every odd year. One every odd year, he got True, but you look at the next generation who were coming through. They're well, never Rory there. was the big challenge from back then. Rory's not that he, Yeah, he... I think he's faded off. I think he's, he's not had a great season. I think, well, he, I think he wasn't expecting his last the likes one. of... Major Rory Lefton was two years ago. The BGA two years ago, I think it was. So you're talking kind of eight tournaments? No, six He's had a lot six. of top ten finishes. Like We didn't do... Not look, done badly, but like not done enough to win it. He's fifth, never he's fifth in the last major, didn't he? he, he, he did, yeah, just, just like, everyone was saying how awful he was playing, and then he finished fifth. <laughs> it's, it's by his standards, yeah. He's yeah. not. But he's still playing decent golf, just not he winning golf. He angry at the club run. as well, didn't he? You see that? See him throwing the club? Yeah. I think... Frustrated. The open and tough conditions can do that to most golfers. I think... They're so used to playing on, especially on the American tour, you've got these pristine courses where you're shooting 6-7 under, there's no rough, and you go to play open golf courses and links golf courses. In Scotland. And there's such a massive... Monty off the first tee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and home course. Yeah, it's home course. And he got, what was it, a 7 on seven the first hole? He, he did very well on the, first, like the, the next kind of 8 holes. He kind of charged up that leaderboard. Yeah, he got 4 under, I think. No, like, I think 5 birdied, 5 of the next 8. Something like that. He did very well, yeah. But, um, Oh, it was first Swedish player to win a major. Oldest player to win their first major, isn't it? Yeah, I think I, I did see on the list. It forty. Was, I. It was he's forty I, odd, and he was he's on the, he's in like top five anyway. I don't know if he's the actually the oldest. But yeah, he's in I, top five. I don't. Yeah, it's golf. I don't think he's the oldest for that. that oldest to win a first one. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I was different older. Yeah. Um, yeah, Payne Stewart comes to mind possibly, but yeah, he's definitely one of them. And like I said, but he's had an incredible career. Like he's he's been a world number two, he's a world number six hundred. Um, Ryder Cup golf I think he had the World Golf Championship he was just missing that major that, that, that kind of defined so many players careers people like missing the Olympic gold medal no <laughs> maybe not <laughs> this time next month he could have that he, he is going over but you look he had a great career like if he had, if, if his career had never had this weekend he still had a great career with Ryder Cups but now he's a major winner it's what he was Westwood. never mentioned about in the in those names of people that like the best never to win one. Oh no, no, but it's in that's always a, a solid player at the the Ryder Cup, like you mentioned. But yeah, he is a top solid if not spectacular. Yeah, exactly. But obviously, he was spectacular. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Capable of great things, but with like so many golfers, you have to actually be able to do it when it counts. Westwood is a case in point. Sergio. Sergio Garcia is a case in point. Alter. Bowler, I don't think is he's he's a, Bowler is an incredible match nice play player. golfer. I don't he's think he's incredible. Golfer the right cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's good in commentary. Yeah, um, he only did the first two days, I think. I presume it, it's temporary while you're injured. Cup, but didn't make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only we could do one more round. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chris got in last week. I had to get in this week. Sure, sure. Next week. We can't handle the pressure, no. <laughs> just like Monty. Um, yeah, but it's it's that thing. If, and now he has one pressures off him. He he could go and and, and get a second the way Angel Carrera did. He's he's definitely capable of producing this kind of golf. So whether or not he does again, I, I think his career now is made. Like I said, if he did get a Olympic gold medal, that would be kind of ice in the cake as the first Olympic Drop gold the club, medal. Retire. <laughs> but as in it, it's. Being the first to do something, or the first in a hundred and something years to do something, is, is for whoever it is, be it 
a top 10 player or a 200 player comes from nowhere, it's going to be a huge thing for them and for their country, even if it's not for the rest of the golfing world, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bayern Munich and City has ended with a... It's, it's, the game's over 1-0. Bayern Munich, a very fluky goal. Uh, after the game, I think you missed it, Chris, but Stephen said... It all looks very friendly going on there in a friendly preseason game. <laughs> That's not what I said. And what did you say? I'm basically saying that Boney and Lamb look very friendly for people who I'd imagine wouldn't have cost past very often. Game. No, just wondering whether or not there's, there's a massive kind of football fraternity amongst, friends. amongst, play, amongst players because they travel in the same circles with agents and sponsorships. It just looked, I don't know why I was kind of surprised that, that Boney and Lamb would know each other. But it's like you said, it could be a, a sponsorship thing. Yeah, uh, so that leads us nicely into football. Celtic were looking for uh, some revenge tonight against uh, the mighty. Don't, don't tell me your results. Uh, I don't want to know. <laughs> Spoiler coming up. <laughs> so they're what, probably about, about twenty minutes to go in the game. Did the red Ms hold on? Did they? Doesn't it? Three on there at half time. So you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> um, yeah, like Celtic to come back. We all said it. Your Brendan Rodgers managed team is no guarantee of that. Chris had faith. He usually guaranteed goals. <laughs> Just which way? The goals. Come on, yeah, it's another matter. But well, Celtic have another couple of rounds to go through before they're in the Champions League proper. Yeah. Um, Dundalk are also going through, I think, right now. They're, they're, I know. They'll be uh, crossing their fingers for Celtic in the next round. <laughs> they're really so, no, they, 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 they 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 have to go. If, if they get through tonight, big if. Yeah, they do. They, they know who they're going to play. If they get through, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's what Roger's season is almost defined as early on. Although I asked with Rangers, on, being, like, yeah. would he be fired? I don't think so, honestly. I think the embarrassment of this win or this loss, as in, I know Strachan lost to Arkmini Belislava five nil in his opening Champions League game and got some level of respect back for the four nil, but. Bratislava are still, you know, a, a professional football team. <laughs> the Lincoln Red Imps are not. Not yet. You all have to start somewhere. You do, but I think if you lose to amateurs... I mean, they are arguably the best team in Gibraltar. I don't think there's any arguing about it. There you go. So, But I think you're forgetting, they're former European champions. This is not kind of a... Less, if it was Leicester, you'd go, well, look, first time playing in Europe ever. They're, they don't know what they're doing. This is a European champion team. To lose, the, no, to, to put that in context, it's like the equivalent of, I don't know, me beating Tiger Woods in a golf game. Do you mean? It's. Who could you beat in tennis? Correct. Jamie Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Singles, maybe. Not <laughs> you mentioned Leicester there. Kante has left them and joined Chelsea. Backwards move. Leaving the <laughs> Champions League. Team leaving the Premier League, leaving the Premier League champions to go play for a mid-table team. It looks like that might be the trend this year. If Pablo goes to Man United, even a Champions League team to go to, not yeah. quite a mid-table team, but Ibrahimovic, same move. It, it's money does money does, does rule. Yeah, it's yeah. All three players leaving respective champions to go. To, yeah, PSG. Yeah, Juventus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you may be the only one. They did win their league. Yeah, yeah. yeah they well, did. Like even like the United players, United signed uh, Mkhitaryan as well. Left Champions League football with Borussia Dortmund. Yep. I don't say he's getting a lot more money though. I'd say so. Did you with, see with the, the other uh, ones? I'm, I'm, say, I'm sure. Kante is. Kante definitely more money. Say Zlatan 
in and around the same. same amount of money. Yeah, I would say like the money he was on, he's not going to go much higher than that. No, I'd say it's about the two fifty he was getting. Pogba probably, I think I heard Pogba's kind of two fifty is what they're kind of saying he'll get as well. Looks like it's edging closer as well. Um, as yeah. the United fan, Stephen, we were kind of discussing this before we came on here, and a great player is he worth a hundred million? I don't. They're paying for potential, which is what you have to do in football nowadays. Um, I'd say no, not right now. After five years, and I could be saying, yeah, it was one hundred percent worth it. I think you never know. I think sixty to seventy million pounds. I think I'd say is very low value for him. If he grows, it, it is worth it. But until you have to, you have to find out. Cause you can't just say, oh, he's not worth it now. It's the Arsene Menger thing. He won't pay for potential. Chris, I, you know you were thinking, I know you were thinking that like we essentially, you know, essentially gave him away for free and now have to pay a hundred million to get the player back. Yep. You think it's ridiculous. It, it's just poor business. That's <laughs> it. That's what, like, it's a mistake it was that, you, that Ferguson made. Yeah. Obviously, it's a huge you mistake. don't anticipate he's going to be worth that in two years' time, but I think everyone knew there was talent there and I don't, he never really got a chance at United. No, he, he wanted to play and, and, and Fergie wouldn't give him the game time he wanted, so that's why he said he's leaving. I think it was the season Skulls came back in January and that and was felt that the sign was coming out of retirement and, and those players like John O'Shea was playing midfield in games ahead of him God yeah he was wasn't he <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's kind of he, he, he thought why is there defenders playing ahead yeah, of him yeah but the same season where Fabio and John O'Shea played the Inter in the cup exactly. he was like come on I'm slightly better than John O'Shea here no, but you exactly, have yeah. but at, at 19 he scored a winner against uh, Germany or an equaliser against <laughs> <laughs> felt like a winner when I went in. <laughs> he probably has, for sure. Um, but yeah, like you have to, you have to be patient, and he was in. Well, you don't. He no, went, he went and he got to the Champions League final with Juve, and no, because at, at, at nineteen, you'd say look, you have to wait by your time. No, he didn't. Like you said, he, he moved to Juventus. Do you think did United win a league when since he left? Yeah, they won twenty. Yeah, so he won one and he went to Juve and he won four in a row there you go I don't know, the, know no. he's, he's getting, he's for his career back, it's the right move arguably be the most expensive player in the world and again no argument and about it he no worse off than if you had to stay there a lot one better off yeah. from his point of view it was the perfect move but in general if you're a 19 year old but then you can look at my United have had problem with this you got to say but like how many 19 year olds leave United most of them don't go on to become a Paul Pogba no. type player yeah Exactly. Most of the men have gone like Sunderland or Midtown. League one, yeah. they're championship teams. So like, I think it was when you were playing Wigan at the weekend there, and there was a was it Nick Powell was yeah. was on the like he he was a prospect and stuff, but he was on the Wigan team. Oh yeah, Powell never never got a chance. As in, no, maybe well, he wasn't Pogba. good enough. Yeah, but then Powell uh, had three years. All I'm saying, all saying is that yes, we let Pogba go, but if we played every nineteen year old that wanted game time instead of letting them go. Chances are we wouldn't have won as many. Either. So like, yeah. you're you're bound to get one wrong. Yeah. And and we got a lot more right than we got wrong. The players that you did come through. And the position you're in, if fair enough, it's gonna it's be a big transfer, but it's not really gonna affect you. Like United could afford to go out and do that. Exactly. So like, yeah. a, 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 one of the best things I read was that Pogba is not worth one hundred million, but he is worth a hundred million to United, because United need a player in that position. They've been crying out for that for a while. Yeah. And. What it could bring into United, it can bring, like, it's a sign of intent. And uh, something big for the Glazers then is, like, shirt sales and kind of sponsorship deals and stuff like that. This is what they will love about it. But the fact that he is, 
he's he's not the best player in the world, but he's a world class player, and he can he's only twenty three. He can get better. So it's a, it's a signal of intent for United that we've got we've kind of gone out brought Pogba in, brought him image in. If you get top four, like Mourinho's aiming for the championship, aiming for the title. This oh year. yeah, I think yeah. Um, he's like, he did, you like he did with Chelsea. I don't know if he'll get it, but he might. I, I'd say he might come second and then kind of get it the next season. And but back in Champions League, and then maybe give Mourinho won't need to bring in four players the way he's brought in there. He might just need to bring in two. Yeah, exactly. And then he'll kind of keep ticking over that way. There'd be a sell-on value as well. Like one hundred. Three years time, four years time, even twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. He's coming into his peak. If you're Man United, fan value is, is not something to everything. No, but, it, but they it's, always it's do. Just, it's a fact. But I don't think any. I think you. No, but you no, know, but you're buying Pogba, so you don't have to be second fiddle to Real anymore. You know what I mean? But lots of clubs still think about this. Even the likes of Real Madrid will still think of buying. Oh, no, it, it's, I understand. Like, yeah. If he was twenty-seven. Do you think he'd still be looking at the same amount of money? No, I didn't know, yeah. I, mean, I, get, I get what you mean. Like million mark then. I get what you mean. You're paying because 23, but I think... How old is Ronaldo when he went to Real Madrid? 25, I think. 24, 25, something like that. Bale, roughly the same. He went to 17. Get the ages where you're going to go yeah. for your peak money because there's the, the option of sell-on value. Like, so, Bale's what? 27 now. 27 now? I think they're about right for Bale, wouldn't it? 27, yeah. So they bought him for the worth was it ninety million they got him for? Depends on who you ask. Yeah. Say yeah. But he could go for a world record fee right now because he's improved since he got to Real Madrid. Great tournament of the Euros and that, and he's still at that age where he has a huge move in him. Yeah. So like with Pogba, if we do if we do buy him for a hundred million, in four years' time, the way football is going, the way money's being thrown around, like it could be hundred and fifty million that someone will pay. Easy, maybe he wants to go back. And finish his career in France. PSG. He goes to PSG. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Exactly. They have the money as well. So and like they 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 probably pay that if he was kind of maybe twenty eight twenty nine. You get five years out of him. So you kind of look at it that way as well. Um, but but uh, Sane is looking to leave Schalke as well. Uh, a few a few English clubs looking at Man City. Uh, off the back of that uh, breakthrough performance at the Euros. <laughs> You're still hanging on to that, are you? <laughs> Sorry. I blinked. What happened? He <laughs> <laughs> uh, came on for five minutes and almost scored. <laughs> so, Maggie Rashford pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Rashford had a but, bigger impact. But more inside the box than on the way. <laughs> but yeah, would he be a good move for like a City or something or do they have enough players kind of in that position? Off of um, <laughs> reputation alone, yes. But I haven't seen much of him. I was I, I think that's hoping to see him at the Euros but he didn't get a look in. I yeah. thought, thought he would have played ahead of Goetze because he's been... Be is it a sign that he didn't get into that German team? He's still he's what, twenty. He's a good yeah. German midfield as well, though. Yeah, this is I, what, I, mean, I think. Low played it a little bit safe though. Was it like, good enough? You're old enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But but playing like a Goethe who's out of form and hadn't had a lot of games or using Schweinsteiger as well. Like there was opportunities. Exactly. Yeah, but then look who's and maybe Germany might still be. Maybe they would have gone further if they had taken a few more chances. Like. But you've got Goethe, you've got Draxler, you've got Schweinsteiger, you've got... That the German field is ridiculously strong. For him to make a squad is a clear tournament, I'm forgetting. Royce? Royce, a Kroos, do you know what I mean? To get into the squad at 20 is impressive. Like when you said Royce didn't even make it, yeah. Um, to get on the pitch is even tricky. Like Draxler didn't get on until the... 
second round, I think, and then made an impact, and then we had to go back to the bench. So yeah, I think mean, he, he just it, he's very good. That, that's another example of someone who probably played their way into the starting lineup, yeah. but wasn't picked then. So if, if someone like Draxler, who you'd say is a le- level ahead in terms of development, yeah. it was always going to be tough for Sané. Oh, exactly, and and. I think for a second it reflects badly on him no, no. that he can't get into the German starting team because that is probably the best midfield or set of midfielders in the world for any country. So French, I'd yeah. say the the players we've listed there for Germany. There's you know, seven there's a lot of world class. We have yeah, so like Muller, Muller had a poor tournament, but he'd still class him as well. You're classing these as strikers then as well. Well, no, no. Muller is kind of. He's a false nine almost in that German team, but you're talking French about just pretty good though. Oh, the French midfield is superb, but if you go six seven down, you're talking Morgan Schneiderlin and Ray Chan comparison. You're talking mm. um, the Draxler and Sane are the Coman and yeah, they're very exactly Coman and Martial. Coman and Martial, yeah, they're very similar. Martial, you wouldn't really class as a midfielder. Mother, does. <laughs> <laughs> Dyer is a defender last year. You wouldn't trust that with everything. Okay, yeah, I think you make a strong comparison for France, but one of the two greatest midfielders in, in world football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what sort no of club? Like, so Schalke, Schalke <laughs> said that like if if kind of the right price comes in for Dakar like, or Sané for Sané, mm. what what would be the right price for him? A twenty-year-old, forty million apparently. Right is on. that the right price though, or is that just is that the right price? Is what they can get someone to pay for him. Sterling is fifty million, same age. They're not English, and not coming from an English club. But you're talking. Um, I think Sterling had had a breakthrough season. Sane has had like a half a season, hasn't he? No, yeah, but you're talking. Draxler was talked about 35, 40 million when Arsenal were trying to get him two years ago at nineteen, twenty. Um, Thirty-five, forty million is the going rate, regardless of whether he's worth it or not. Again, like you said earlier about Pogba, you're paying for that resale value as well. That if if someone like Kevin De Bruyne arrives and has an amazing first season, you fit into City though with De Bruyne, with I Sterling, with Sterling mightn't be there next year. I I think Af- Sane could take uh, his spot. Well, Navas, Navas, Navas as well. Navas, yeah. yeah. But still, as well, it isn't he still playing he's well for Spain? Thirty nine, thirty one. As in, you have to replace him. Is Yaya going to be there as well? Yeah, yeah, looks I'd like I'd be shocked if he was still there. Well, oh, he'll be there this year. He got a birthday cake. He could be there this year, but if you're talking two years down the line, Sane's going to be. Gonna sell them. And he said a lot of bad things about Pep before, yeah, <laughs> yeah. before the deal he's, was done. He's still there, and there's been no rumblings of 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 anyone looking Not to buy him. His brother, something like Inter Milan or somewhere like that. Definitely Mikey, but. What if he wants to go no one has heard about it yet. We'll, I'd take Carlo <laughs> back if we, and maybe we could have Yaya for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Carlo, we'll just pay you just to kind of say that. Just make him a cake or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's what dream team with the Alexander brothers, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Gary and Phil. <laughs> no, Phil was, was... Yeah, he was crap. <laughs> no, he wasn't crap. He wasn't brilliant. Um, kind of just finishing up, with the football there as well, you see Demba Ba broke his leg during the week. Yeah, it's one of those hard ones. Um, it looked like a noodle. <laughs> it didn't look right. You said you you broke your leg like that when you were. Yeah, no. When I was younger, I had a similar issue where. It was you, a lot worse you, for you, was it? Sure, because yeah, that's how things work. <laughs> no, it's, it's very much you plant your leg, you turn, your leg doesn't come with you, and the bone just. How long did it for? Um, six months. It's 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 obviously a painful injury. Um, yeah, it's something that he's gonna take a lot of rehab. It's gonna take a lot of time. He's thirty one. He says he's not gonna retire. Oh no! In fairness, the money he's on in China, he comes back next season thirty two. 
He still has three, four more years. He's not in a China, pacey striker yeah, either. Think so of the money he's on over there. Why would he retire? <laughs> like you got people like who else has gone over there, earning crazy money. Pele's gone over there, thirty-one. Um, Jelovic's over there. He's older. He's in second division. Did I mean you're, there's huge money in China for a striker? You don't need the next to be brilliant because the Offering next best million for Rooney. Buy their hand off. I would buy their hand. I would buy their hand. I would love it. This whole deal was just to get really transferred. The, <laughs> the whole, the whole, the whole pre-season tour. tour. <laughs> <laughs> every single come back over for for a, a testimonial on the third of August. I mean, that be the last game. If, if we get a hundred million, think of it. He paid for Pogba. I'll take that straight away. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of pretty much it for this week. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of sports news going on, but. Um, one other thing that kind of I heard today as well, I'm not sure if you heard this or not, but the Premier League are introducing yes. yellow and red cards for uh, it's about fucking swearing and dissent towards officials. We'll see. I, I can't wait. I, it I doesn't said, really look like there was much on that list that they're not supposed to be booked not for supposed anyway. to be, but I think that they're clamping down on now. And I've said this for a while, if if, 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 if it goes yellow, 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 yellow to everyone who runs yeah. around, it will see, I'd say the first weekend, there'll be a lot of yellow cards and there'll be a few reds. I think that bet of, of over 10 red cards on the opening weekend is, is completely worth whatever, whatever the odds are that, that's going to be crazy but I think kind of come game week 3 or 4 they will have all calmed in or there'll be no players left. there'll be no players left. <laughs> we'll all be going for the draft going who's left yeah. <laughs> um, who'll be the first player or manager to get sent off because of it Tony Pulis Tony Pulis did one um, yeah someone was going to curse and I would have actually said Big Sam but Jose Big Sam is also news Big Sam as well yeah um, it looks like he's going to be announced the new England manager tomorrow that's only kind of breaking tonight it's I thought it's the crowning moment of his career like it's the pinnacle you, you would have thought he would never have gotten that big a job that he's always going to be that firefighter manager who who's, who basically keeps teams up or tries to stabilise teams who are just up but this is his now chance if he can stabilise England well he can yeah, well, yeah exactly they, they, they seem to be a mess from top to bottom if he can go in there and get them solid and workmanlike and incredibly difficult to beat you, we saw at the Euros there's no there's under pressure from the there's a very few he's had jobs before, especially at Newcastle, where the fans didn't like him and he doesn't care. They didn't let it get to him, and that was probably his big chance, like his biggest job before now. And he didn't do bad. No, he did not do a bad job. He did well at West Ham as well. He did. Yeah, but he he kind of he was in like he was a far, not a firefighter or someone, but he was in there to make sure he they were in the Premier League. Up. Yeah, he brought them back. Yeah, up. The main, he was kind of like the safeguard before they moved to the new stadium. This, yeah. this could for England. This could well be a stabilizing job for a. A, a, a two years or a four years thing and then when we have kind of foundations it's built on that when we have foundations yeah that's well, the well, that. English thing that's, yeah. the, oh. that's the England thing like that that's what they'll be saying <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> as you sit there there's Irish shirts yeah. Irish jersey yeah sponsored yeah. by the people who sponsor England's jersey <laughs> ah it's all going clear in there Clinton <laughs> if that is your real name you're a City fan now because you like the jersey. 
It's a nice jersey, I can't <laughs> deny that. Um, Did you not notice how his mood changed after Byron got that goal? Got <laughs> 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 very quiet all of a sudden. No, I'm just thinking of a big Sam. It's like, if he can get them to a quarters, and you look at the World Cup in two years' time, from the Euros, there's no, there's no outstanding in, in that tournament. He could realistically get them to quarters. With but a bit I think of that's what semis. England want. If England get to a quarters of a major tournament, that's class as a success. No, that's, that's, now that's, it is. Because it's par. It's par. Yeah. And, and I'd say now, next World Cup, it could be a success. It is, because it'll get them... I think, is that the third tournament in a row where they haven't... They haven't won a game... And a semi-final, yeah, winning the quarter-final, and getting, like, in the Euros, and winning the, getting to a semi-final is success. Um, speaking of England, um, Iceland, see they moved up from, like, 140-something in the world, I think it was, to 22 in the world. Yeah. Like, nice. Like that, after can't, a tournament. Well, can't argue with it. No. It's, it's, it's very... You can, because the... the well, actually, you kind of can, because all, all they did was beating England. The world rankings are off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, we, the, we know that. That's not their fault. You can only, like, based on the tournament they had... No, no, no. no. Look, it's fantastic, but you're saying... Well, you, the, you can fall off the, the FIFA Austria, world rankings. The like, they, like, they finished ahead of the Portugal yeah. who won the tournament. Yeah, they drew they, it up. They knocked England out. Yeah, that was it. I think it's a big jump. Oh, no. To be honest... Who was that, it? That, that Austria 100... was in their group as well, was yeah. it? Austria, Hungary. One of the fancy, like... So yeah. despite what Stephen says, they were one of the underdogs. What kind of hipsters do you listen to? <laughs> yeah, Stephen is the hipster of the group, so he, he would know this sort of stuff. Austria probably got too mainstream for him. <laughs> <laughs> the test is, can you name one of their players? If you can, they're not hipster. And you can all name yeah. a, a lava, so... Anarnautovic. Anarnautovic, yeah. They're, oh, then. They're, they're twice they're, as yeah. non-hipster now. That, Jesus. And now, the left back as well. Bickersteiner? No. Uh, Leicester's defender. Fuchs. 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 He was a captain. He's getting pricey in fancy football. He is. I saw that. Speaking of fancy football, next week we're actually going to do um, a live mock draft for uh, on, on Togger. So, this new draft fantasy football. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I've been for years I'm watching the American, American football doing some of those. So, to get a, a Premier League draft going is going to be impressive. Yeah, it's only yeah. the second year they've done this now and it's our first year giving it a go. So, um, I think the plan is to draft and then not change and see who wins. So or I, I have one question: right? the not change part does that include your subs, or is that just mean no transfer? Oh no! Then so you work you, with the squad you've got. Yeah, I think. Well, what if there's a big injury? Then Can you, you change for injuries just not for form for the sake of it. You make forfeits, and the other two can decide what the forfeits are. I think it's a fair. So we can negotiate we can, yeah, a change. We yes. have we have a commission. We, can, <laughs> we, have, we yeah. need to get two votes. So, uh, for, yeah, no, <laughs> for any trade done, <laughs> it was the, the trade majority will be, rules, and the trade will be done on the podcast. So there's, so there's exactly it, it will be it will be a completely solely one more round podcast. That will be exactly it is decided. It is decided. <laughs> um, so we're gonna, we're going to try that out, and we are going to do kind of a bigger one more round draft. So there's going to be about ten or twelve teams in that one as well, where there will be trades, there will be transfers, there will be drops, and everything. And um, so look, this will be kind of a draft run for us, just kind of. Get our bearings and see how it goes. Looking forward to it. Yeah, really, I'm not, like I said, it's. I mean, we've all been doing fantasy football league for years, so to, get, to actually finally do a, a draft one is going to be impressive. Yeah. I think this one is going to be slightly easier than the big one. The big one's going to be yeah. tough. When you get down to round 10, you're going to be looking at who's the 170 odd best player in the league. <laughs> who is left? That's when you need to find those nuggets. 
But uh, really looking forward. It's going to be something different. And I think we've discussed it for a while that we've always wanted to do something like it. Yeah. Great to be able to do it now. So looking forward to that episode next week. So, uh, but that's enough for tonight now. So cheers, Stephen. Cheers, Chris. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Take care. Now get up one more round. Get up. Don't let you down like this guy hard. Come on. Come on. No machine. I get the end of hell. Get up, you son of a bitch. Making love.